Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to On the Podcast. It's a short format episode podcast that you can listen to while you're killing time on the pot. Or it's January and Christmas is over. New Year's has passed. Is it time to take down your Christmas decorations? I guess so. (laughs) But while you're getting motivation to take those Christmas decorations down and you're sitting on the couch staring at your tree thinking that's going to be a hassle, I'm going to get pine needles all over the place, you can put on an episode of On the Podcast while you're getting the motivation to take your Christmas decorations down. That's like, like that's, I think, the worst part of it. You take that tree down and then you still have to vacuum because there's Mm -hmm. needles everywhere, whether it's fake (laughs) or real. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm Katie. And I'm Liz. Hey, Katie. Hi, Liz. What are we talking about today? Liz, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Five, four, three, two, one. one. Ah. <laughs> Man, I thought I was uh, do we talked about this uh, um, just while we were prepping for tonight's recordings. You're not a huge fan of the ball drop. You think it's the most boring part. Yeah. I think it's, it's the all most, boring. I think it's the, the most exciting part of the, the day of it's that the, specific it's day. It's the slowest thing. And then when it actually hits the bottom, reaches the bottom, nothing exciting happens. You're just like, oh, you go, yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. It's dun, like, dun, dun, I wish that I wish that ball would explode dun, dun, into a million pieces. I get Swarovski crystal in your eye. Yeah, and that, like, people just appeared out of this ball and started dancing around. Like, that would be so much more exciting. Uh, Those are some uh, pretty long 60 seconds while you're waiting for that ball to drop. So long. It's painful. Uh, So, Liz, today we're talking about time. What is it? What is it? Is it a thing? The National Institute of Standards and Technology believes time is a thing mm-hmm. and is very important and has created an atomic clock that all of United States time is based off of. Wow. Have you visited? Oh, so side note, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, I'm going to call it NIST from now on, (laughs) (laughs) is located in our very own backyard in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, I was like, no. It's not out there. Can't see it out the back door. No, there's like a fire pit out there. Yeah. Uh, Have you visited the atomic clock? I have driven past it. I went when I was in like... Maybe like the fifth or sixth grade and it was, I think it was like Christmas or some break from school and my parents were like, we don't know what to do with you anymore. We're going to take you to see the atomic clock. That's what I feel like they did with Chautauqua. They just forced us on this like insane hike as children because they were like, you need to chill. (laughs) So uh, do you know about the atomic clock? Have you heard about it? What is your experience with the atomic clock? Um, like I said, I've driven past it a number of times while living in Boulder. Um, I don't know much about it other than it feels like it's getting faster every year. Every year that I age. Time is? Yeah. Yeah. You feel that? 
I do feel that. And you look in the mirror and you're like, is that a wrinkle? Oh, <laughs> no, I had no? wrinkles at like 18. Oh. I'm a smiley person. <laughs> so, Liz, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you some of this because I'm no scientist and mm. I don't really understand what this is. Um, but I will tell you, this is the fun part. It's a group of 21 clock mechanisms at NIST, and some of them have names. When you say clock mechanisms, are you talking about like cogs and wheels, or are you talking no, about like, like clocks? Like atoms and molecules. Oh. I've never seen uh, an atom or a molecule floating around inside of a clock. Yeah, so let me tell you their names first, <laughs> and then we'll get into let the nitty gritty. Adam. Oh, that would be a good one. They missed that opportunity. No, uh, some of their names include George, Fiona, and Elvis. Mm. And the scientists. I heard a interview on NPR, and the scientists named them so that when they malfunction, they don't get as angry because mm. they're kind of. Putting some personality to these clocks. I feel like I feel like if they made if the atomic clock had had come about in today's time, the atom or the clock would be named Billie Eilish. <laughs> uh, maybe, but they're also science nerds. So Elvis, Elvis. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Elvis was rock and roll. He was he was not nerdy. <laughs> So, Liz, these three clocks in in this group tick using hydrogen atoms. So the atoms are somehow, uh, the term they're using is excited using radio frequency energy. And then they're sent into this, this chamber of this clock. And then once inside, they decay emitting a specific frequency of light so as this process is happening there's time passing and they're using that to determine the time honestly science is so cool i just hate that come college we suddenly had to use calculus because that ruined everything about science and i never made it to calculus oh well (laughs) i I was not strong in the STEM fields. Well, there's always today. <laughs> Good thing after I'm you listen, telling you After you listen to this one episode, you're going to suddenly be a STEM pro. So, um, Liz, a little bit about the history of atomic clocks. In 1945, Isidore Rabi, a physics professor at Columbia University, suggested a clock could be made from a technique he developed in the 1930s called the atomic beam magnetic resonance. And that didn't really come to fruition. There wasn't the first clock until 1949. So it's been around for quite a while. Not as long as my dad. Not as long as your dad. And I'm not sure how they counted time before 1949. I don't think they did. I think they only used the sundials. Just sundials. So in 1956, commercial cesium clocks became available. How much would you have paid for a cesium clock? Hmm. Cesium. I think that's in the early elements, so it's not like it's super rare, like the gases. Um, 
Or the noble gases, mind you. Uh, I would say for a cesium clock in 56. Yeah. I would say $450. (laughs) $20,000. That's close. (laughs) I meant like, what, $450,000 today translates, or back in the 50s translates today, and then reverse that. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So, Liz, I'm going to tell you some statistics that I don't truly understand, but just based (laughs) on the numbers, based on the numbers are impressive. Okay. So, okay, so there have been different variations of this atomic clock. It keeps getting better and better. So in 2000, the uncertainty of the calculation of time using this clock was about 1 times 10 to the negative 15th. Not sure what the units are on that. (laughs) But as of January 2013, which is when the last version of this clock came out, the uncertainty has been reduced to about three times 10 to the negative 16th, which drum roll please means it would neither gain nor lose a second in more than 100 million years. Wow. It's that accurate. And it's just measured by atoms getting real excited. Getting real excited, emitting some light, and continuing that cycle. That is wild. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. So, I think that's all I want to tell you about cesium clocks. So, <laughs> so I have a Fitbit, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I tell time. And I thought it was pretty cool that I could put my bit emoji on the clock face. <laughs> now i realize uh, it's a lot cooler that there's an atom that many several atoms elvis and and thus inside of elvis inside of elvis getting excited shooting out some light and that leads to me looking at my fitbit saying "Ooh, i've only got four thousand steps today oh look at my cute bit emoji oh it's 728. oh it's 728 it's also 728 on my side of the Ooh, couch. Oh, yeah. But if you go to the NIST website, wow. time.gov, it will show you the atomic clock working on this website. And it will tell you, my, my clock has actually improved because when I was looking at this earlier in the afternoon, it said my clock was off by 22 one hundredths of a second. Mm. On my on my computer, this is the coolest oh, wow. thing. It'll tell you what it is, and now it's only off by three one thousandths. That's crazy. My if if I paired this up with my clock in my car, it would be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and my, the clock in my car, for whatever reason, gains about a minute every like four months. Anyway, what is time? I don't know. I don't actually know. <laughs> it's it's somebody named Elvis. But NIST will tell you. That they're at least keeping track of it. So there you go. Wow, that's Katie. what that's what today is about. That Time, was cool. The atomic clock. Pretty cool. Boulder, Colorado. Cool. My my brain hurts. <laughs> uh yeah. I don't expect anybody I, well, I hope I hope this was at least a little understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Just the concept. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's wild. Pretty cool. Pretty Thanks, cool. Thanks, Katie. You're welcome. What's that inside my body? Uh, it's your slowly it's your age ticking away oh my gosh it sure is but actually quickly no no oh slowly oh okay (laughs) but it is some knowledge also sweet (laughs) okay thanks for listening 
see you next time. <laughs> oh!